go and top that. Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to talk that. Talk that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. Welcome back to another episode of Top That, everybody. Um, I'm with here always uh, with my brother, Derek. <clears throat> Eat shit. And <laughs> there's Nate, of course. You don't have to. And uh, my name is Sabrina. Um, we're here to discuss our top five favorite lists. Um, it's always going to be a new topic every time. Um, if you want to... Check us out on Instagram. You can see us at Top That Dude on Instagram. And if you want to email us, you can email your ideas for a top five list. Uh, send us hate mail or love mail, whatever you choose. We will send back hate mail. Absolutely. And maybe send back some love mail. I don't know. I'll send back love mail. Nate will be in charge of the love mail. We fire back. Um, you can email us at topthatdude at gmail.com. That's T-O-P-T-H-A-T-D-U-D-E at gmail.com. Um, so we'll get on with that. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. It's been a nice Saturday. It has been a nice Saturday. It has been. It's nice. I got no, nothing sarcastic today to say. I was looking for a joke, but I got. it was a nice day. It was a nice day. Nice, mellow day. I flew down from Seattle last night, and it's October. Are your arms tired? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Dad. Thanks. Uh, that was a fucking dad joke. I've never heard one. Yeah. Um, and it was, what, above 70 today? It's been a very warm October. Nice. It's been nice. We're going to go check out Quarter World later. Shout out to Quarter World on Hawthorne. What is Quarter World? It's an adult bar that's an arcade. Nice. <laughs> I love that you said it. it's an adult bar that's an arcade. Not to say it's an adult I, mean, I got you, but I like the way you said it. Yeah. Well, an adult bar that's an arcade makes it look like there's like strippers walking around. Adult bar. Yeah. Well, actually, would you ever say, oh, this is a kid bar? Where it's just, you know, it's a bar and they serve, like, all kinds of juices. Chocolate. They got passion orange guava. Uh, pog. I give mean. Me, give me another pog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hard, hope I can go to that kid I'm bar. hard up for yeah. the pog. <laughs> uh, just can't get off the pog. Nate's here every weekend. Timmy, you haven't paid your debt in a week. I ain't serving you no more pog. I told you I'd pay you next just week. Just give me a pog, man. It's been a long just give me a pot. Man. You know I'm good for it. That's my kindergarten teacher kicked out on me so uh, hard. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Let's pawn. Let's uh, let's coin that idea. Kid, kid bar. Kid bar. I'm All right, that. coming soon. Yeah, okay. kid and, bar. and you're allowed. And then old people can't get in. That's the reverse thing. After 10 a.m. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> there will be no <laughs> early bird specials here. Kid bar. Uh, all right. So this week we are going to talk about. Top five villains. Yes. Um, as usual, we leave this pretty much up for interpretation. You can be a TV villain, a movie villain. It can be someone super scary or just a or just a real a bad life guy. villain. Just save yourself a favor. It's I want you guys to email us, but if three hundred thousand of you email fucking the same Donald Trump one, where it's I mean it's cool, but we already thought about that. So good job. So it's Donald Trump is everyone's number one right now. 
Love him or hate him. He's just he's just jackass. He's an ass boy. He Donkey. was on he was on a lot of th- uh, villain lists. That he was. I saw. Part of my French, a little ass boy. <laughs> I heard something funny the other day in that Donald Trump in nineteen whenever Home Alone came out was first trying to reunite kids with their families and now trying to take the them tables away. have yeah. turned. Yeah. <laughs> How the turntables have <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um to start us off. You know, fuck that. I haven't started off in weeks. I'll start you off. Um I got a nice mix of villains. Um I got ones that make me angry, genius ones. Um, and this is a little bit of both. Mm. Um, my number five is Calvin Candy, and that is Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Django Unchained. Ooh. Uh, I read in an article, this is the one and only role that Leo has hated. He hated this character. And it, I mean, it's easy. It, he's just... He and, did he not like playing it or just didn't like the he, no like he actually hate like if Calvin Candy was a real person he hated this person oh of course yeah, yeah. so it's I don't know I'm paraphrasing this article because it was a while ago and I wish I had Nilo here to pull it up for us um, I mean it's easily it's easy easy to understand it's there there are sad parts of this movie when uh, you know the two uh, black fighters the two Mandingo fighters are fighting and what he runs what. Before you get into that, okay. why don't you explain what Django is for maybe the people that haven't seen it? Uh, Brief synopsis. Yeah. yeah, sure. So if you've been trapped under a fucking rock for the last five years, Django Unchained is um, a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's his eighth one, I want to say. Seventh one, seventh or eighth one. And it is uh, about a freed slave in mid-1800s Mississippi that turns into a bounty hunter under the tutelage of... Dr. King Schultz played wonderfully by Christopher Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, fuck me, I'm sorry. But what is Leonardo DiCaprio's character? What is so he So Leonardo doing? DiCaprio is a rich, white, slave-owning businessman, owns a plantation, and is just the epitome of evil. The worst um, yeah. kind of dude. The wor- I mean, that's it's owns a plantation with a bunch of slaves and then but enjoys mandingo fighting and for those of you who don't know what that is or haven't seen the movie it's when the mandingo was the big huge tough black guy who fought other black guys it was cockfighting for humans yes yeah, yeah. cockfighting for slaves so that I, and that's an extremely derogatory term uh mandingo um as far as i understand um, so he, he loves that. One of them runs away halfway through the movie. They catch him and they sick dogs on him. It's a really uncomfortable part. Um, and he's just evil as fuck. Um, I, I mean, that's, I, I don't think I need to even delve any deeper than that and just do them. If you haven't seen it, just do that. The, for those of you who have seen it, you understand what I'm saying. For those of you who haven't, just plug in the pieces that we've explained already. And I mean, you get do yourself a favor and watch Django. It's a great movie if you haven't seen it. Um, somebody else from that movie that I think is a good villain, but he's more of a, you know, a side character, I guess, is um, Samuel Jackson oh, yeah. character in that. Uncle it, Tommy. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. he is turns out to be somebody that you hate in that movie. I almost Absolutely. hate him more than I hate Calvin Candy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he turns on his own kind. 
and I fucking oh I I love Kerry Washington and anything, and when he's in inter- when he's because he's Samuel Jackson not dumb in the movie but he's also evil he's an evil smart yeah and when Kerry Washington is still under slave she's still under uh, how would you even she's still owned by Calvin Candy at this point Django which is Jamie Fox they're married in in the movie and he's trying to get her back yeah and Broomhilda yeah Broomhilda nobody knows. That they're married except for the married couple and uh, Chris Falls. So they go under the guise of they're they're trying to buy a slave under, oh, they they like Broomhilda. And when Samuel Jackson gets wind of it, when he's like, you know, you know that, that, that new, that new dude in the house. And she's like, who, me? Don't who, me, bitch. Yeah. Like says that's so angry. Yeah. He's evil. So good at playing that too. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Every, I mean, is there a movie that Samuel Jackson's in, plugged in from Quentin Tarantino that he's not fire in? No, he's fucking perfect. He's great. Everything. Yeah, no, he's great. He's in. I mean, he's in obviously Pulp Fiction. Jackie Brown. That's ja- it. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, fucking Jackie Brown. Hateful um, Eight. Hateful Eight. Django. He's a voice in Kill Bill Two. He's the piano player at the wedding. Oh, nice. Mm. I know, I, I know Love Me Tender, I can play that. Yeah, that's fine. But, I mean... I like it. That's, Candy was going to be on my list as well. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, he's not... I think my favorite Samuel Jackson role from Quentin Tarantino's universe is Ordell Roby. That's the drug dealer from Jackie, Jackie mm. Brown. Jackie the Brown's gun runner so from good. Jackie Brown, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. So, that's my five. Calvin Candy, sad as shit. Good, good start. That's uh, good, yeah. Uh, that's the biggest. I think that is the biggest sack of shit overall. Like the biggest worthless human. I have the um. So mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Very nice. Well, Nate, who do you have for your number five? I'm getting a little weird with it, and people might not think he's a villain, but I would say he is. Um, it's Frank the Bunny from Donnie Darko. Ooh, uh, that's throughout... fucking interesting, man. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Especially we're in the month of October. No, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Donnie Darko is one of my favorite movies. Uh, again, for those who haven't seen it, I don't know how to explain it. It's a mind it's trip. It's a weird movie. It's a weird movie. You gotta watch it about five times to even begin to figure it out. And then watch it sober after you've watched right. it that five times. Uh, Frank the Bunny is a character that, um, the, the star of the movie, Donnie, is Jake Gyllenhaal. And Frank the Bunny is basically like an apparition that he sees. It's something that he makes up in his mind. Frank the Bunny is always there when Donnie's about to do something not great. Um, I think there's something with the school that he does. and A lot of crescendos that come up with Frank the Bunny. But I think he's a little bit of that devil on the shoulder type character. A little bit of that, you know, he's there just to remind you that you're actually losing your mind. Yeah, that's what I thought of him too, is that kind of like good versus evil, Mm -hmm. but he was the evil part, you know. And it's an awesome mask. The Frank yeah. the Bunny mask is so cool. Pretty I wanted to be that. Fuck yeah. Out. I wanted to be that for Halloween it's so many times. dirty and grimy looking. Yeah. And, and like. so dark. Don't you go. can tell it's a, a rabbit, but it's really fucked up and doesn't yeah. look like a rabbit. Yeah. Donnie Dark is one of those movies that I've seen 30 times, but if you were someone to say, hey, what's that movie about? I would, it's hard to describe. I don't know where to begin. Right. But it's fucking genius. Soundtrack's genius. Bunch yeah. of tears yeah. fears on it. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen's a villain in it. He's one of the bullies. Go back to China, bitch. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, Sharita, shut up. (laughs) But yeah, he's one of those characters that you just know when you see him, something's about to go down. And I dig it. That's a good pick. That's a dark movie. And that's a creepy-ass character. I love Donnie. I don't know what drew me to Donnie Darko, but it's one of my favorite movies. You're not alone, man. You know who else? People forget this all the time, and I forget all the time, because when you think of the villain in Donnie Darko, you think of Frankie Money. Mm -hmm. Um, Patrick Swayze is in that movie. I don't remember him in that movie. He's a teacher mm-hmm. who ends up having child porn at mm-hmm. at his place, and and it's perfect Patrick Swayze. Uh, it's a real perfect Patrick Swayze because you think there's like he ends up being a teacher. That obviously, if you've got child porn and shit like that, there's something way wrong with him. And he's like he's ninety nine percent cool, but there's something kind of off about him. Yeah, you don't get it yet and shit like that. You're until not sure. Towards the end of the movie, yeah, it's like oh, yeah, it's like the subway guy. Yeah, like Jared. you're not sure why you don't like him, but then you find out that he does a lot of child porn. I don't like you, man. Yeah, yeah I'm sam- not buying your sandwich <laughs> thing. Yeah. Sam- Five dollars. Yeah, foot long. That's being a little generous, well, isn't it? How, how old was Baby from Dirty Dancing? Oh, she was like ten. Yeah, nobody puts Baby in the corner. But who are you? Like some twenty-seven-year-old fucking exactly like... knocking people up and yeah. getting abortions back. Drake backdoor abortions. <laughs> shout out to drake if you want to talk about you know fucking these 14 year olds come on the show ah, don't say that let's break the story here no <laughs> millie bobby brown we'd like your side too yeah yeah i don't think you have a side i think you're the victim in this i don't know i, I feel like we're jumping also i'd like to know what's going on in stranger things season three so i feel like we're on. jumping to conclusions on this and we're gonna wait this one out <laughs> that's just my vote Very true. i don't know maybe if you guys know something that i don't um can we move on yeah can we let's move on to then. my number five drake drake is my number four. Oh, <laughs> you are the worst uh my number five is so i kept my villains uh, at least in the beginning a little on the lighter side they're definitely villains but they're entertaining to me and i love their roles um that being said my number five is is beetlejuice from the movie beetlejuice um, I love how much of, a he's such a little asshole and he just wants anybody to bring him back and he'll do anything he can to try to bribe whoever. And he's such a sleaze and he's a pervert and he, he sleazy is the best word for that. Yeah. He's so good. And it's one of my favorite roles that Michael Keaton has ever played. It's my favorite role that Michael Keaton's ever played. Yeah. It's Absolutely. great. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So good. When he does his shuffle dance to the, the strip club. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, when he all of a sudden dresses in the same exact outfit as Alec Baldwin in that plaid shirt and he's got kind of the belly and he just like buddies up to them and he's trying to, he takes them with the stick and he's trying to get up Gina Davis' Davis skirt. skirt. <laughs> fucking sleaze back yeah. you, know, you know he's i mean he's fucking borderline harmless but he's still like just some sleazy gross uncle yeah he's and what fucking he's dressed up like a cowboy in one of his commercials hey come on now he's a used car salesman yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then what's the candy bar he's trying to fucking bring the 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 fly over to eat him a zagnut a zagnut hey that's so more yeah yeah <laughs> 
it's so funny, but he's such a, I mean, he is the bad guy in that movie, and it's so entertaining to me. I love watching him. That's a movie definitely to watch in October, but also you could watch that in summer. That's a 12-months-a-year movie. Yeah. But that's a good, like, kind of dark, almost, you want to call it creepy, but it's definitely on the Adam's Family side of, like, just being off and dark. Totally, yeah. So. Yeah, that, and, yeah, light, but still dark at the same time. Yeah, that's my number five. Felt that's like perfect Tim Burton. Right? Perfect yeah. Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. Great Prime Tim Tim Burton. Not just any piece of meat. Prime rib, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Moving on, number four. Uh, What did you? uh, You use the perfect example for it's. It's not a villain that scares you, but an entertaining villain. And that's my number four. And he's like the only kind of funny villain that I have, but still fucking perfect at his. And my number four (laughs) should have been Gavin from Happy Gilmore. And it's. I mean, one of the most quotable lines in comedy movie history was the, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. No. (laughs) I didn't get to see that movie in theaters, but I know that you and Anthony got to see it, and I fucking had to stay the fuck home because I was three years younger than you guys, and... I, yeah, I went to the theater with our older brother, and we went with the neighbor guy, Tony. 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 Shout out to Tony. Yeah. And that movie, we saw at the Liberty Theater, and it was the first and only movie that actually made me fall out of my chair laughing. And it was from the very beginning, when Adam Sandler's doing the, I was a road worker, and, and he's and humping fun. everything. <laughs> he's, he's a gas station attendant, security guard, but... Shooter, Shooter's a cock, and he's just, like, he's, uh, he, he's a get-under-your-skin fucking prick. Um, a prick is the perfect word. Yeah, he's not yeah. a prick. When fucking, what the hell is the matter with you? Well, real estate is a hobby of mine. Yeah. Hey, Grandma. Yeah. Oh, just fuck. Hi, Grandma. Just, if you were to ever catch this guy talking about your grandmother or shit to you, you would just knock, I mean, he's ready to cut him with that fucking broken bottle. Yeah. Oh, and miss? Yeah. Diet? Exactly. My left, my, my left arm's just a little bit wrong, longer than my right arm. Everybody seems to be having a good time. Um, Why not, Doug? His, his bad trip that he has when he gets goes in his happy place all the time, and the one bad trip he has when uh, Virginia Shooter makes out with his grandma. Virginia, yeah, he makes out with Virginia. He he's still got the little midget dude with the the golf club. He's riding. It's weird. Well, yeah, and he makes out with his grandma, and she's got the kiss mask uh, yeah, on, and he sucks sucked down tongue. that big old tongue. Uh, <laughs> oh, with so, a pop collar, though? It's yeah. Kind of, that would be a He's perfect, dressed in all black. If you could pull off the Shooter McGavin bad trip as your uh, Halloween costume. That would be a group thing. Yeah. yeah. You would have to dress somebody as Virginia Bennett and, and someone as the grandma. Oh, yeah. You can and tell then, right when he snaps out of it, he winds up, he winds his wrist up to just tighten on his golf club. Oh, God! <laughs> He gets him so riled up. He's so funny. Here's a free lesson. Yeah. He's just such a freaking pompous prick. Nine iron, huh? Yeah. You're fine. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I could... Yeah. Email us in. If you can find a bigger smartass as a villain, bigger than Shooter McGavin, please prove me wrong. But right now, he's coming up number one. Bigger smartass than Shooter McGavin. Email us. We'll shout you out if you got something better. That's a good pick. Good one. I love Shooter McGavin. Thank you. I only fuck with good picks. My number four is 
I mean, he's a villain by nature, but he's kind of just wreaking havoc, and that's Heath Ledger's Joker. Ooh. Which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest acting jobs of all time. Yeah. He, that role was insane. But in terms of the character itself, it's the perfect villain in that he's not really doing anything, but just trying to fuck shit up. Yeah. He's literally just there to cause havoc. Chaos. Chaos, Chaos. and mayhem. Chaos. Yep. Yeah. He's one of the only reasons he is a villain and a character is because Batman is a thing. What you're talking about right now is perfectly summed up by a line he says, and it's, I'm a dog chasing a car. I don't know what I would do if I caught up. I wouldn't know what to do if I actually caught one. Yeah. But he it just, the chase, he needs to fuck shit up. He needs to be chaotic. He needs to cause mayhem. And it's perfect. We've talked about this before. It's That is one of the only roles. I'm not seeing Heath Ledger. I'm seeing the actual Joker. Yeah. I get lost in that role so easy. It's fucking perfect. And he, this is one of my tops. It's not on my list because I knew you were going to take this. And I wanted you to take this. But it's I, I agree with you 1,000%. I'm surprised it's not higher in your list. I was surprised too that it's not higher. I love that character. It's so good. And it's so... Uh, you do get lost in it and you do just it's fully entertaining and it's it's is one of the best acting jobs that's ever i mean in our lifetime i think yeah uh posthumously won the oscar for best supporting actor as he should have um the only person i can think of who else was in the category was robert Downey jr for um tropic thunder which was also fucking great oh yeah that was so good (laughs) i think one of the only people to ever pull off blackface yeah (laughs) yeah but back to Heath, he absolutely, he's an absolute scene stealer. And every, uh, when he shows up to the party, when he first shows up to the benefit for uh, Harvey Dent, Michael Caine has lines. Michael Caine forgot his lines because he was so in awe of the first time you see Heath Ledger in makeup. And they rolled with it. He was supposed to have something to say, but it was so shocking. He was so good as his presence as the Joker. I did not know that. Yeah. The thing that blew me away the most from that whole performance is the vocal changes that he was able to do. Yeah. Like when he goes from at the very end when he's hanging upside down he goes from that laugh that's like (laughs) to like (laughs) and like gets really deep with it. Yeah. When 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 Christian Bale is pulling him up and just uh, yeah uh, yeah you couldn't do it. Uh. Um. Every single you think the scene you see him in you that can't be topped. Want to see a magic trick? And with the pencil, and that blew everyone's fucking mind when you saw that. And then the next scene he was in, it fucking blew everyone's mind. The scene that kills it for me is when the news station is showing that that video that he gets. And mm. he's like, tell him your name, Brian Douglas. Look at me. Look at me! Yeah. That sent fucking shivers down my back in the movie theater. Sitting right next to Javonis and Porsche fucking... <laughs> now, I will say... If this was characters, he would be at the top of the list. But because it was villains, I got people on here that I think are more evil. Yeah. So. It's a good, I mean, that's. It's still a great pick. I don't going to say anything. It deserves to be on the list. That's for sure. Yeah. Very good. Moving on. We're going to lighten it back up a little bit. Hold on. Before, before you even go, the one bad thing I've had to say about that is we're never going to see a better Joker. No. And that's fucking everything else up because Everyone, as a movie fan, wanted to see a good Suicide Squad. Everyone wants to see a good standalone movie uh, of Joker. Well, I hope you, Joaquin Phoenix I was going to say, what do you think about Joaquin doing Oh, this? I personally think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. He's not going to be Heath, 
I don't. Mm-hmm. What if he just blows it out of and the water? And it's going to be though? a different type of Joker. I yeah. fucking hope. Well, it, you have to be different because I don't blame Jared Leto for his Suicide Squad no. Joker because he had to go different. Yeah, and it is different, but it's just. I mean, you're not. You, you haven't fallen out of love with Heath Ledger's Joker yet. And you just this new things on the side. You can't and, compete with it, right? You, I, and it's it's almost impossible. I will say, from my point of view, it, from the promos that they put out there, it looks like it's going to be more of a real life. Like if the Joker was a real, a real person human. in the real world, yeah. Which DC take fucking notes. You can't go Marvel route. Marvel already got the bag on the big CGI blockbuster. Don't do that shit. Take your movies and make them more drama. Make them more like the Nolan Batman's. Make them rated yeah. R. Make them fucking rated yeah. R. And have yeah. Nolan be the produ- Have Nolan be your Kevin Feige. You guys know what I'm talking about. Do it. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting to see. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he does with that. Brina, next. Um, before I was rudely interrupted. Brina, um, we're taking it back a little bit lighter. Uh, to my number four. Uh, my number four villain is. Jacobim Mugatu mm. from Zoolander. Uh, one of my favorite villains because he doesn't want, it seems like he doesn't even want or has time to do all this evil shit, but he will do it. He's easily like pushed into the corner. He'll make it happen, but he fucking just really doesn't want to do it. He's got his own shit going on. Right. I've been working my butt off, Giorgio. That's exactly. his first line in a fucking movie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's so easily perturbed. I mean, I can't imagine being an actual villain in the model business. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did my needle get in the way of your ass? <laughs> Please lose five pounds and get in my office like now. Exactly. Todd, you know I get farty and bloated from a foamy latte. Oh, when he throws that latte in fucking Todd's face, that shit's the, ah! Yeah. <laughs> but the, the communication they have immediately after that without words. My mistake, Jaco. The looks that they share. You the no shape. mistake indeed. <laughs> and then so fucking Todd just... <laughs> <It's kind> of, <laughs> he kind of like mumble smiles at him like oh okay there's a little bit of sex like yeah. tension over here flirtatiousness yeah totally flirtatious and i love that he's creating he's like busy creating this fashion line and works in this like creative world but he's also trying to train somebody to murder a prime minister kill the prime minister <laughs> yeah of malaysia it's so good and it's so entertaining I, I love him. Yeah, he invented the piano key necktie. He did. It's a hot fashion statement. That's a hot fashion statement. Imagine uh, if you could play it. Oh. Or if it lit up. You could make that e- uh, just a USB little cord key. that would be hidden from that. You could. <laughs> yeah, like five or six notes, lights up. What song would you like for it to play? You know everyone would fucking play the one song you no, know is that yourself. bitch ass chopsticks. Like you could actually play. <laughs> yeah. Jaku Beam. Yeah, that's my number four. He's not on my list, and I didn't think of him, but that's great. Because yeah, you, you, you don't see... I fucking love Will Ferrell. We had a Will Ferrell conversation earlier today in the car. You don't see him in a lot of villain roles. No. Is he a villain besides that? Um, Not that I can think of. I mean, he plays kind of an anti-hero, you know, in other roles, but... I wouldn't even call no. him a villain. He's just, he's more of a MacGuffin. He is, someone has to be the bad guy in this movie, and it's him. But you don't hate him. You don't hate Mugato. Yeah. No, you did, definitely don't hate him. But I, he, he is the bad guy. I hate the woman at the first part of the movie more. Hey, Mugato, screw <laughs> me and your little dog, too. 
And he's trying to show off his dog. Isn't that Ben Stiller's uh, dip, mom? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Guess, yeah. yeah. It's so when he gets hit with that egg. Yeah. It's so funny. Watch out! He's got an egg. <laughs> so funny. Um. Okay. Ready to move on? Sure. So I'm moving into um, more of my angry part of the villains, and these are the villains that you know made me angry to watch this and. Um, this is probably the second angriest I've ever been watching a movie, and that is uh, Percy Whitmore from The Green Mile. Oh, such a good one. Pure evil. Yeah. yeah. Just I, horrible. That, I fucking hate this guy. These are the rules I was talking about before, when I was like, I know there are ones in there that are just kind of side roles, he's a, but he's just a, pure evil. He's not yeah. on any either list. No. no. Yeah. No. no. Fuck this guy. Yeah. I yeah. agreed. Is that who you were talking about when you thought about who's somebody that you hate when yep. you think? Yeah. And then you're like, I want to know who this is. Yeah. I, I didn't want to, you know, ruin this. This is sh- such a good pick. He's such a fucking prick in this movie. Yeah. And then amplified by the fact that you start to love, what's his name? Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. 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 And that gets channeled. Your love for him and your sadness for him because... I'm not going to spoil the fucking movie that's been out 20 years that he eventually dies, but your sadness channels into anger and you channel your anger into someone you're already angry at. And that's more Percy Whitmore. Yeah. Yeah. Percy Whitmore is more of a cock to Edward, Edouard Delacroix or however you say his name, the French dude. Yeah. Who has Mr. Jangles. I was just going to say what's your guy's worst part. That's mine for sure. Stomps on Mr. Jangles. Oh yeah. That just fills me with so much. You cruel bastard. That's yeah. what he says. He, st- he immediately starts crying. Okay, so let's back up real quick. So everyone else in the movie, there is one, two. So there's a guard played by Tom Hanks. He's the main guy. Another guy played by a really good B-list actor I like. His He's name is David, David Morse. And that's the villain from uh, Disturbia. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So he's one of the... Uh, uh, but he's in every movie. He's, a, yeah. he's in a ton of movies. Yeah, he's awesome. been in everything. Yeah, he's cool. And then uh, third guy, which is the sharpshooter from Saving Private Ryan. So um, you guys remember him? Yeah. Young guy. Yeah. It's those three and then just this evil fuck Percy Whitmore. And the three of them, they're all working death row back in... Uh, when does the movie take place? Like the 30s or 40s or something like that? In the South. Yeah. And they're all really genuine, very nice guys, except for this fourth guy. And they're talking to this guy who has fallen in love with a mouse. And he names the mouse Mr. Jangles. And he's he's training the mouse to like play fetch and just be smart. And they're giving him a glimmer of hope. Because the guy's about to be executed for whatever he does. They don't, they don't explain it, but he's like... And the guy, the prisoner is a little... Uh, slow. Yeah, he's a little slow. Almost. Yeah, yeah. And... and they're giving him a glimmer of hope because all of his hopes and dreams is into this mouse. And he's like, you know, he, he might be good enough for a... It's his companion. Yeah, he might be good enough for a Mouse City or something like that. I think it's called Mouse City or something like that. Fact check me if I'm wrong. But he's like, oh, Mouse City? Yeah, yeah, I think he might be you know, good enough for that. And, and they get him super excited that you put this work in, you train this this, this sweet little mouse named Mr. Jankle is going to go on. And towards the end of his life, right before he's like walking towards Percy... For no fucking reason other than just being a pure hateful bastard whispers in his ear and says, there's no Mouse City, you fucking dumb bastard. He's not going anywhere. That's after he stomps on and kills fucking Mr. Jangles. Immediately sends... Salt uh, on the wound. Yeah. Immediately sends him into tears and things like that. That's when you know Michael Clark Duncan is special is because he's able to bring him back to life. And it's... You gotta watch... If if you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. If you don't, you gotta watch it. It's... 
Gotta watch it. It's gotta, one of the greatest movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's got a great cast, too. Yeah. yeah. He's holding on. He gets... He, Percy gets clowned on by something. And and the guy is holding on inside of his cell, holding on to his bars. And he looks to dispel this... Immediately dispel this anger he has from just getting clowned on. So he takes out, like, his billy club and breaks, like... Immediately breaks the hand of the guy smiling at him who just got clowned. Wipe that shit, Paul. Grin off your face, didn't it? Just about... And in real life, I'm pretty sure this guy who was, like, 50-something... Married a sixteen-year-old woman. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Drake. He did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Percy in real life married like a sixteen-year-old girl when he was fifty-five or something. Like that. His yeah. name is Doug Hutchison. Yes, and he married this girl who was sixteen, I believe. Her parents signed off on it. Yeah. Um, oh no, shit. Yeah. I remember when this happened. Courtney Stodden. Yes, Courtney yeah. Stodden. Yes. Are yeah. they still together? No. Well. They had a relate. Oh, uh, maybe they had a reality show. I believe. How? I think they are. Okay. My question is how? How on earth are you two normal parents signing off as your sixteen-year-old girl to date a a, a, normal? Is I'm gonna guess they're not normal parents. (laughs) Right. A he's creepy as fuck in the movie. And he's creepy as fuck out the movie for... Where did this... They didn't meet on day one and say, I would like to marry your daughter. I just met her. They obviously had a relationship before anyone else knew. How How did I even... A chat room? Did Back you guys Percy. see this person when she was 16? Yes. She looked about 32. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then she not, got a lot of... Plastic, not in a good way. Yeah. She got a lot of plastic surgery after that too. Um, the fake boobs and all of it. She looked like a Playboy model pretty much. Oh, she looks like Courtney Love. Oh, he looks horrible. Right. Oh, he's off. He looks disgusting. I gotta imagine there's she's in it a hundred percent for whatever money he has. What other roles has he had? He doesn't have a lot of money. I know. Who knows? Who does know? I. You know what? Maybe he's a real life villain. Yeah, that's I, creepy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, Super creepy. But that is a that's a great great villain. Percy is somebody that you just get angry at. Angry. Angry is a... That's how I describe him. Because you get angry watching this shit. You get angry the way he treats people. And he's just... He's someone who's small. He's a small person. So he takes it out on people he can't take yeah. out. Exactly. Yeah. He, you can tell he got picked on a lot. And he's just taking his power trip out on everybody that he can't... Has no defense. Yeah. Whatever power he has, he's going to exploit. Yeah. He's such an asshole. I know people like that in real life. Sacks of shit. Ugh. Go away, people that are like that. Go away. Um, all right. Well, my good, number, number three. My number three, and I was talking to Brina, we took a little break there. Uh, I probably should have switched my three and four, because I think I would put the Joker above this. But is uh, The Devil from Constantine. Oh. Now, if you guys haven't seen Constantine, it's starring Keanu Reeves. Uh, it's kind of like a superhero-esque movie. He's like a demon hunter. Yeah. John Constantine. Yeah. Um, I believe he's got to deal with God or the devil, one of them, through this whole movie. And it's kind of... God and the devil are kind of battling for his soul. Like, his soul is really coveted. He's, no, he's guaranteed to the devil. He tried to commit suicide. That's right. And then ends up surviving it. And and, 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 and ever since then he, he tries tried to commit suicide he tries, Yeah, he tries to buy his way back into That's heaven. That's right. And ever since he tried committing suicide he can see things that nobody else can. 
Yeah. So you can he, see demons yeah, and shit like that. Horrible shit in the world, and that's kind of like how he's serving good because you can see these things and fight these things that most people can't. So and he, that's what you guys are right. He commits exorcisms and fights off demons. And the reason he does this is because he's trying to buy his way into heaven. Yeah. So, again, not to spoil a movie that's been out for 15, 10 years, <laughs> yeah. but at the end, he ends up. Um, having this like selfless act where he sacrifices himself and he ends up, he's got cancer all throughout. He's a smoker. So he's got lung cancer all throughout and that's how he's going to die. And so the devil is just licking his lips waiting for him. And so he does the selfless lack. He's getting pulled up to heaven and the devil who's played by, do you know his name? No, I have him in my head though. He's wearing that really nice fucking suit. Yeah. in his, in the makeup that he has in his, the way he talks and his like, little facial movements and yeah. the little like oh. peter stormar stormar no, yeah he uh, doesn't he's that's not the devil is it i'm peter looking at, i'm looking at the that, that's that's the nihilist from the big Lebowski. yes yes yeah. he's yeah. the devil he's perfect at it yeah it's if there so was a good. role made for him it was being the devil yeah because he's he's not like evil and like like what you think of a devil with like horns and the flames and in the back, that, but yeah. he's like a conniving businessman. Yes. And so the the apex of Constantine is he does the selfless act. He's getting pulled up to heaven. He's flipping off the devil who's behind him because they just had this big conversation. And the devil reaches up and reaches into his lungs and pulls out his cancer. And he's like, no, I'm, I still I, want time to try and get yeah. you back. He has given him one more chance to survive to make sure that he gives the opportunity to fuck it up again. Yeah. So he can try to get him back down to hell because he feels that his soul is owed yeah. to him. The and devil wants him so bad. The look he has that they gave him where he's got that white suit on. He's got the tar dripping off his feet. Yeah. And he just walked like kind of like. It's like great. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, I love it. Side bet. I fucking love Shia LaBeouf's character in this. As, yeah. Uh, Chaz His little Kramer. Chaz Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He so badly wants to be John Constantine. Driving around a little taxi. Yeah. yeah. John, John, John. Look at this. When when he is in the mirror. Two birds on a log. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, he, when he's looking in the rearview mirror at himself the first time practicing his lines that he's heard from Constantine. Yeah, the name's Kramer. Yeah, that's right, asshole. Chaz Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. Two birds on a log. I'm with him. Yeah. That's something I want expanded. For the people who know what we're talking about, that scene where they go into like the underground, the the people that can see like the demons and shit like that. It looks like a nightclub that you're only allowed if you're kinda halfway into the underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Like psychics and all these other people's and these shits. That's something I want a whole movie about. Yeah. That whole underworld. Because they they touch on it just for a little bit and you're like, Oh, what the hold on. It's, what the fuck is this? It's kind of like thing? in uh, John Wick, that whole little underworld type yeah. thing that he's yeah. in. It's very similar. Yeah. Maybe we should talk to Keanu about it. I this. could see John Wick and Constantine being brothers. Or cousins. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I like this idea. Yeah. Should we, again, talk to Keanu? <laughs> Get a mashup? Keanu, Constantine, John Wick, crossover. Think about it. I like that. I like that. I fucking love Peter Stormare. He doesn't get Me enough. Too. Uh, he played a killer role in um, Prison Break. Yes. Yeah, Abruzzi. Yeah. yeah. As as this kind of like Italian gangster, killed it. Killed He's it. in John Wick too. Too is he? I, I don't. So. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the second one yet. I haven't seen the second one I either. So that could be great movie. He obviously doesn't care about anything because he's a nihilist. <laughs> that is true. 
Uh, yeah, oh, true. let's forget. Are we forgetting the probably most famous movie he's ever been in called uh, Log Jamming? <laughs> <laughs> he's here to fix the cable. I'm here to fix Donna Cobble. I'm an expert. <laughs> that's why you call me. What is a girl's Don't name? Don't mind my friend. Yeah, she's just here to that's use Terry. the shower. She just came over to use the shower. Hi. Story's ludicrous. You can imagine what happens next. He fixes the cable. <laughs> oh, so good. Just the, the deadpan sarcasm in the Big Lebowski will never ever be beat. Ever. Ever. That's it's the best made movie of all time. It's so good. That I yeah, love it. it's 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 a it's a fight in my brain as the best movie of all time is either that or Bloodsport. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe that you would even entertain the idea that Bloodsport would be knocked down. I just don't understand how your it, love for Jean-Claude Van Damme is so deep. Have the lead or at least a tie with Return of the King of Titanic with 11 Oscars. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't fucking understand it. It's bullshit. You're going to have really to write is. a letter to the could Academy. You, I could see Kate Winslet being a love interest in Bloodsport. Absolutely. I could see it. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck it. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> that, that's all. That's another top five. List. Oh, here. I just thought of another one. Top five 90s action movies. Boom. Right there. There we go. Yeah, write it that's down. That's a good one. All right. That's a good one. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we're on number three. Yep. Uh, my number three is a small character in a movie, and I like it so much because I feel like she is just riddled with anger, and she's so ready to fucking kill anybody, but it's Elle Driver from Kill Bill. Mm. Yeah. Uh, who's the actor that plays her? Uh, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. From the scene that she walks in with that whistle yeah. down the hallway in the hospital... In the way she talks to Beatrix yeah. while she's in that coma is so good. And then it's the second Kill Bill, right? Where they get in the fight in the mm-hmm. um, the trailer uh-huh. where she snatches her other eye. She's yeah. only got one eye yeah, at this she's, point. She's had one eye the whole two minutes. Yeah. And she gets her other eye snatched out and she loses her goddamn mind. It's not, it's not painful. She's angry. <laughs> she's so pissed. You fucking bitch. Yeah. I can't miss <laughs> She doesn't stop trying to fight her. She's literally swinging for the, I mean, the rope. Yeah, but she's so, that whole uh, menacing scene of her walking to a comatose Beatrix and her, she looks like she's so happy and finally going to sink her teeth into finally murdering Uma Thurman's character and then gets the call from David Carradine like, um, pull out. You don't, you don't owe her shit. You don't owe her shit. Will you please keep your voice down? You don't owe her shit. So good. It's, I love that character. Yeah, so is that the one that... That we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. 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 It's so, I, it's so small, but it's, she's so fucking fiery and so evil. She, all she wants to do is just kill her. Pure evil. Yeah, but the, I mean, I'm glad we we diced that scene up in the trailer because it's it's one of the some of the I've been playing f- uh, sports my whole fucking life. Have broken bones, sprained ankles, ligaments, and shit like that. Getting scratched in the eye is one of the worst shits ever. It's one of the only ways a UFC fight will be stopped momentarily by the ref is if you get an eye poke or get hit in the dick because eye pokes hurt so fucking bad. So bad. It, they feel like, especially when you get like scratched yeah. on, oh. it feels like there's constantly like an eyelash in your eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. And, and it, it incapacitates you for a good five minutes. So that being painful, it doesn't even hurt her when she gets her one and only eye yanked out of her fucking skull. It's pulled out by the, the, the root. Yeah, I it's mean. pulled out by the fucking root. And she, it's, it's not 
painful. She's just angry that she doesn't get another shot at fucking killing Uma Thurman. She just she's so close to being able to kill this bitch. Gets her other eye taken out. It's not painful. It's pure anger, and that's yeah. that's hilarious when we talk about it. But it's also speaks to the vitriol in her character about how just big of an evil bitch. Pure, this is. yeah, yeah. It's pure hate in her. Yeah, and I love that Uma Thurman just leaves her be in that trailer, walks out and steps on her eyeball <laughs> on the way out, yeah. and then just leaves her in there steps by herself. on it with bare toes, I think. Yeah. Side question. Would you rather lose your sight, hearing, or speech? Um, Good question. I'm not losing my sight. I feel like speech would be the lesser of all of them, because I would cry I if I couldn't I hear music yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'd be out of a job if I couldn't see, so. Right. Yeah. Um, Speech yeah. would be I, for me. 100%. Yeah. Because you can still communicate with the yeah. exactly. sign language and shit like that. You and just you might be able like... to scream for help. Ever. Yeah. No. That's why you're working. Yeah. Get a button. Yeah. <laughs> Loud noises. Get the bell. <laughs> yeah. Get a bell. Get the bell. Oh, shit. Brain is in trouble. <laughs> Hector Solomon. It's your turn. She's ringing the fuck a bell. <laughs> it's an air horn. Yeah. I, I just have a dog whistle. Nobody can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Except all the dogs oh come running. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's my number three. I like it. That's a good one. Right? I would have never put that on, but I see why you did it. Um, I'm still on the angry um, train here. Um, have you guys seen the movie Prisoners? Yes. Some of you guys. Okay, so the, I don't think I've seen it. Yes. The mother from Prisoners made me more angry than Percy from The Green Mile. Who? Which mother? The mother of the villain. The fucking yeah. villain of the movie. Yeah. Can we do a well, short I synopsis there were of multiple the villains or prisoners? mothers? That's what. I was okay. Uh, another thing, and we're, let's just coin the rule right now. If the movie's been out for three years, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're Spoiler gonna, alert. Okay, so the movie, basically, the tagline of the movie is "How far are you going to go to get your kids back?" Pretty much like that. Uh, the cast is awesome. It's Hugh yeah. Jackman, who is a powerhouse emotional role in this, uh, as a dad who is missing his daughter. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays the cop, and then I think there's a third person in it that's good. That's big. It's the the actual guy, the guy who's um, the villain. Wait, is let me, let me bring up the IMDb real quick. The villain's that's played by Paul saying. Dano. Yeah, that's well, yeah, that's the what kid. I'm, yeah, the kid. Is, Paul Dano needs it, more work. Paul Dano needs a fuck ton of more work. Absolutely. Okay, so let's do it. Okay, so Maria Bello. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the two dads are Terrence Howard. It's Terrence Howard and Hugh Jackman. And it might be Thanksgiving or something like that. And they're playing out in the yard. The little kids are playing out in the yard. And one of them goes... Two of them go missing or something like that. I'm pretty sure this came out around the time when, like, a lot of kids were actually getting kidnapped, too. I remember this coming out after something happened like this in real life. So the kids go missing, and the two dads are trying to find the the, the cops aren't uh, doing shit, not because they're not trying, but they're just not yielding anything, and their only lead is this mentally challenged kid, and he's not full mentally challenged, but he's very slow, and he's like walking his dog. So uh, they they kidnap him, they kidnap him, so they can interrogate him, and they they build this kind of almost I don't I'm painting the wrong picture, but it's a torture chamber of hot water just to scold, scald him. And they, cause they want answers so bad. Tell me what you know. Did you take my daughter? And they just start burning him with that shit and stuff like that. He ends up not being the villain. It's 
the kid's mom who's controlling everything, who has the daughter in a fucking hole somewhere. And the scene where she outsmarts Hugh Jackman, where he makes, she makes him drink that shit. And he's holding the gun the whole time. And she's just, she's just telling her the whole fucking time. You're never going to see your daughter again. I fucking got the better of you and shit like that. Like, and I think he, she shoots him right there, like in the gut. Like, so he's slowly bleeding. Cause I'm going to put you in the same hole I did your daughter. Oh. Yeah. It's, um, fucking so, because he's so, Hugh Jackman displays so much emotion and anger. All he wants to get his daughter. And the only thing separating him from this woman, when all the car, you don't see this coming from a mile of fucking away. When you finally realize who done it and shit like that, you're like, oh my god! And it's just Hugh Jackman with a toolbox, because that's how he's like he. I I need to watch the movie again, but he gets into the, her house somehow under the guise of something like, hey, something's broken or something like that. The only thing separating him from her is like a countertop and her, and she's holding a gun because she gets it faster than he does. He pulls the gun on on Hugh Jackman and is like drink this and throws the same he's like that's the same poison i, I gave to your daughter and you're gonna drink that drink more like he and he's like and he put, has to put himself in handcuffs and shit like that oh you need to see this and then Jeez. it's a good movie she doesn't even the way that she goes in the movie is not um is maria bello the the evil lady no oh. i think it's melissa leo oh melissa leo yeah. yeah and she plays this older hag and it's if you haven't seen this so if no. But you've seen The Green Mile. Yes. So uh, it's a character that will make you angrier than Percy does. That's wild. Yeah, so everyone, people who've seen this movie, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. If you haven't, see it. Um, if I ruin it for you, fuck it. You need to watch movies faster than It came years. out in 2013, yeah, so, so it's fine. I mean, we're five yeah. years. Six years. Wait. 2018. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost six. Yeah, that's, I, I think it's an extremely underrated movie. Paul Dano is a good creepy actor. Absolutely, uh, he's, he's a good actor. Yeah. No, he's a great actor, but he does creepy very well. Yeah, he does. How do I explain this? Uh, vulnerability. He does vulnerability well because he's in one of my absolute. Fa- it's probably my favorite sci-fi movie I've ever fucking seen in my life, and that's Looper. Oh with Justin yeah, 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 yeah. And he's and he plays the hitman who lets his fucking loop go, and he's like, and he's singing the same song that I knew, and I. I couldn't kill him. Yeah. I, oh God! What am I gonna do? He's gotta, on the run. You gotta hide me. You yeah. gotta hide. Oh, he plays that so fucking well, and and because you feel for him, but at the same time, Joseph, they're like best friends. Yeah. And he's like, you, you dumb, you fucking idiot. What the fuck are you doing here? Because you feel that same way. You're like, you should have just did it. You fucking retard. But you do feel bad for him. Yeah. You feel bad for him because I mean, honestly. If, if you have to kill your own future self, what are you going to do? Yeah. And shit yeah. like that. It's Hopefully, I never have to do that, but we don't know where the future's going. It's 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Good point. Yeah. yeah. On that note. Paul Dano plays a great fucking role in that movie. So, uh, if you're listening to Paul, I want to see more shit. He was good in Little Miss Sunshine. He's, he was, he's good in yeah. everything I've seen in it. I yeah. haven't he's seen There Will Be Blood yet, but I heard he's bombing out. I don't think I've seen I haven't seen that either. Yeah, that's what Daniel Day Lewis... Yep. And the oil. He's one, the so. uh, pastor's son or yeah. priest's son or something like that. I can picture him being a cock. Yeah. Oh, no, I did see that movie. That's a very good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, when they introduce Paul Dano's character in Looper, when he has the, what do they call it, the blunderbuss, which yeah. is just the futuristic shotgun. Yeah, sawed off. And he's got a brand new, like, bike and, like, the bum is walking by. Walk around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And he, like, cocks the shotgun. 
And JGL is just, dude, pump your fucking brakes. He's not going to do anything. I said walk around. Good one. Girls love TK. <laughs> oh my god. He's trying to float the fucking quarter. I love that. Yeah, so uh, the mom, the hoe mom from Prisoners, uh, it's, it's your fictional character. But if I could find you and you're alive, I'd take you to fuck I'd apart. fucking kill you. She, the closest character for me that she kind of resembles is the hillbilly chick from Ozark. The yeah, old one. Good call. Yeah. Times that by a fucking million. Yeah. yeah. This, you need to see this movie. It's, this bitch is awful. Putting it on the list. Awful. Put it on the queue. Okay, so that's my number two. I've... Uh, We've somehow got to Looper and pulled Anna. Yeah. My two is much more mainstream, but it's one of my favorite actors and one of my favorite, I'm going to say series, and that's Hannibal Lecter. Mm. I don't think there's many people that go above the just amount of evil genius and just conniving. Just, yeah. So intelligent. He almost made it on my list. And I love Anthony Hopkins. I think Anthony Hopkins is one of the greatest actors I've ever of my lifetime. He plays villain insane, almost perfect. Yeah. I when Prince died, and I was I, I was sad that Prince died, and and happy that he was one of the people that because we're, we're finding out some uh, people are getting Cosby. Yeah. You guys know what I mean? Yeah. You're finding out these childhood like Kevin people Spacey. are sacks of shit. And when Prince died, I was like, you know what? I'm sad that he's gone, but I'm glad he stayed real. And then I remember thinking the people that I also came up with that have stayed real has been Ken Griffey Jr. and Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's more people. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. You fucking beautiful soul. Mr. Rogers. Tom Hanks as well. Yeah. But Tom Anthony Hanks Ho- goes down. The whole world's going to Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. over. People yeah. like to play fucking games on Reddit when they're like, um, it's just been recently found out that Tom Hanks has been discovered as a beautifully nice old yeah, man. Yeah. The nice old yeah. And, and you halfway ready to have a heart attack, but it's like, I didn't see what you did there, and I don't like it. But it's, uh, I don't think, Anthony Hopkins is one of my favorite uh, actors of all time, but he's also one of my favorite movies that doesn't get enough clout, and that's The Edge. You've you heard me talk about this. You still haven't mm-hmm. seen The Edge. For everyone that sees The Edge, that's, um, I'll give you the quick fucking, I won't even sh- sh- uh, ruin anything for you. It's a uh, young, hot, mid-90s Alec Baldwin, uh, who is a photographer, and um, who are we talking about? Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, who plays a, a, a genius billionaire. And then a third guy, Harold Perrineau uh, from Lost. Dope guys. And then they have this conversation in the plane. And uh, Alec Baldwin is a photographer for... Um, Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins' wife. <laughs> Jesus Christ, get it together, Derek. Um, and they're having this conversation... Um, and he's saying, you know what, I like your style, and I think your wife's pretty cute too. And Anthony Hopkins looks at him and he goes, okay, how are you planning to kill me? And they both stare at each other for a second, and then bird strike. They hit a bunch of geese, and they crash into the Alaskan wilderness in the middle of fucking nowhere. And that's where I'll leave, that's the very start of the movie, and that's where I'll fucking leave you with that shit. So it's, you need to see it. If you haven't seen this, you need to see it. It's amazing. It's a great wilderness movie. It's a great, they have to run from a fucking bear. Another less known movie, Anthony Hopkins plug, Fracture with Ryan Gosling. Unreal. Yeah. It's very good. I just watched it yeah. on your recommendation. It's that, very entertaining. Does that have Dan Cook in it? No. No. Ryan Gosling. Uh, what am I thinking? Where, what movie does Dan Cook play a photographer? 
Mr. Brooks or something like that, where Kevin Costner is like the main. Okay, fuck. I have no idea. Um, I don't know either. He played, I think, uh, on the back on the Anthony Hopkins train. He plays uh, the villain in the Wolfman. Yes. Yeah, with that was a weird movie. Emily, it's extremely dark. Yeah, extremely gothic. It's the right like was a good movie too, where Anthony. Hopkins, that was a good one. Yeah, surprisingly good. Yeah, I really like that one. How about this? Email us. Find a bad movie Anthony Hopkins is in. Right. Uh, Hannibal Lecter is one of the all-time greats as far as villains go. I love that you get, like, the smart... You obviously know that he's psycho in the first one. You know that he's beyond intelligent just from the way he interacts with Clary. But then you really see, like, his full potential in the second one. And, ugh, I just love him. I love love the image of him sitting behind that clear, just waiting for her. Yeah. It's so simple, but so... Yeah, just, I just, I just, I was in Reno for thirty hours for work a while ago, and I was sitting, I had like a ten-hour session at the poker table, and I put uh, my phone. If I have enough chips, sometimes I put my phone rested on my chips, and I'll play a movie. And I played Sounds of the Lambs, and there's a scene that's simple, but it just freaks me the fuck out. And it's and it's his escape when he kills those two cops, mm-hmm. but when he has. Whatever it is, it's a knife or a, sca- uh, a scalpel, scalpel or whatever. But he is doing this like exhale, like wheeze whenever he slices that that cop every time, <laughs> <laughs> like that. And it's just, but he's in pure ecstasy while he's doing it. Like he's just loving, getting it. pleasure out yeah. of it. Oh, it's yeah. just so. I feel like. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like if Stewie Griffin grows up, he's going to be handled. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be yeah. Especially, the, you know, the scene where he goes, you know, the intelligent Hannibal Lecter in on his uh, therapist. Yeah. And, you know, that's very Hannibal Lecter-y. Yeah. Yeah. Shit like that, so it's... Uh, the other part of Hannibal Lecter, the character that I love, is the way that he speaks is so un- unsettling, yet at the same time a little comforting. Like, he has this kind of melodic flow and, like, very soft-spoken. and But what he's saying, the way he's saying it is so methodical and so, like, sterile. Yeah, that it sterile becomes... is the perfect word. I was thinking emotionless. Yeah. Or, you know, just drained of everything. I, I don't think there has ever been a, a character, let alone a villain, like him. And, and the, I think the perfect example is when he they wheel him in to... Have the meeting with the senator and he's like tell me senator did you breastfeed her yeah <laughs> he's like get this piece of shit out of here yeah and right before they wheel him away he starts spilling some beans his name is tony something or some shit like that yeah. and they'll stop him like but he just got, he, there's a little piece of him that there's something definitely wrong like he needs a little taste of like well, he says something additional to that did you breastfeed her did she bite you did your yeah. nipples go hard yeah and some shit like does is she? Are you gonna miss her when you, they find her fucking body? Or is he doesn't say fucking because he's not like that. But he's not. <laughs> he doesn't have a trash mouth. <laughs> he doesn't have a trash mouth. But it's. I love him. Yeah, I love the movies too. That's perfect. Yeah, that's oh, a great villain. How did I not think of Hannibal Lecter? He was one of the first people I thought, but I knew he was gonna be on somebody's list. Yeah. It's he's that's just... one of the worst villains that you still like. Yeah. I cheer for him to get away. Right. <laughs> right. That's the back doors the lock. Yeah, na- name me a bigger evil villain that you still like. Uh, and have you guys seen the series 
Have you seen the second one at least, Hannibal? I saw Hannibal, but I didn't see any of the other no, ones. No, the third one's Red Dragon with Deborah Noemi. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't seen that one either. Uh, at the end of Hannibal 2, when he feeds the little kid the brain of the cop of Ray Lee. No, not Ray Lee. It's Ray Ray Lee, Lee he yeah. feeds Ray Lee his own fucking brain. Yeah. He does do that. Yeah. But then after that scene, he had taken a little piece of brain takeout to go order. And he's on the plane flying to somewhere. He's a tropical island yeah, or whatever. Yeah, something like that. And there's an Asian kid that's a little Asian boy that's in the seat next to him. And he's like, he pulls out his own meal when everybody else gets their shit and it's got like dates in it and grapes and cheeses and whatnot. And then it's got this little kid and this kid is sitting there like looking at him and he notices it and the kid's like, what's that? What's that? What's that? So he's telling him what it all is and then there's this little container and the kid goes, what's that? And he opens it up and it's the brain. And the kid's like, He's like, oh, that's something very special. I don't know if you'd like that. And he's like, would you like to try it? And the kid says, yeah, and he gives him a little piece. Uh, that's just like, if there's a villain, that's fucking it right there. Yeah. Mm. You like that child? Gross. Ray Liotta's brain. And the little kid turned out to be Charlie. He's got the hunger. <laughs> want, want some Leota? Hey, we got monkey. Okay, <laughs> one monkey, please. Okay, one monkey. Oh, God. That's All right, such a good one, Brina. Bring us in. Oh no, no, Come still on number twos. Yeah. Um, we're gonna lighten this back up a little bit. This is one <laughs> of my favorite. Um, I like that you're the you're the wholesome corner. I know, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's one of definitely one of my favorite villains. He never can bring it back to like you don't cheer for him ever because he's such a dick in the whole entire movie. But I love him. But it's Ernie McCracken from Kingpin. He's just such a little asshole, putting sugar in the freaking gas tank. He sets up Munson to lose his damn hand. He finally sees Munson and just like sees his rubber hand and gets creeped out by it. He's like, "Oh, gross!" Yeah. <laughs> like, I felt partially responsible for that for a while. The single best line about the whole thing: he ruins fucking. He uh, ruins Munson's life. Ruins Munson's life. It, are you still mad about that? I said I was sorry. I meant it. Exactly. He's one of those people that you just, the entire time I'm watching, if you knew this person, I would be mad at them 24-7. All the time. Because you know you can't ever, you can't trust him for nope. shit. He never takes fault no, for anything. Never. Rubs it in your face anytime exactly. he does something good. Exactly. Points out anything that might be a flaw on your side. Yeah. And that bowler is you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's so evil he just can't stop himself i love the scene when he hits he's there in the tournament he's got his hairs full yeah. fucking up yeah. and he hits that strike and he just turns around yeah, yeah. when he pulls up the ball with the rose and yeah it's so good yeah. he just whisked right before he fucking pulls off for his last one how about one more time sweetness <laughs> When right before Munson's gonna go, he's like, if he hits this, he's like, he will be the champion of 1976 Odor Eaters. Yeah. You yeah. Know, World your, Series. Your bladder feels like an, an over uh, packed vacuum cleaner bag, and your butt kind of feels, feels like, like, like a bratwurst is gonna explode. About ready to burst. <laughs> hey, do you mind? I wasn't talking when you were bowling. <laughs> oh, was I saying that out loud? <laughs> was I? <laughs> Still. One more fucking little shot to, and just to be an asshole. Good luck, right? He's fucking balls. So good. And he ends up McCracken ends up winning 
he and Munson loses again, and McCracken just freaking cheers for himself. Oh I my mean, god! Yeah. <laughs> He's just nonstop. He's such a prick. It's but so he's a good. people's person. Like that that kind of gross old woman that runs out onto like you know the field of play to like hug and kiss Roy. Yeah. He like brings I bring her back over here. Let me get a little taste. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. That would be a fucking perfect Halloween costume. Ernie McCracken. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the final bowling match. Yeah, yeah. with the hair. Yeah, well, that, well the hair is a the fucking, hair is yeah, it's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have that. Yeah. You can't be, you can't, have, you can't dress like him and have Zach Morris hair or some shit like that. Big Urn. Yeah. Call me Ernie. Or Big Urn. <laughs> uh, oh, we're forgetting the single best scene on the whole fight. When, when he is initially trying to set him up, when he's like, uh, between tournaments, you know, that's why us, us bowlers you know, have to make additional income. We hustle from tournament to tournament. It's so and he's eating that bowl of cereal. It's like grape nuts or some shit like that. Extra income? <laughs> <laughs> and he's smoking at the diner and he goes, why don't you go finish that outside? <laughs> and as a kid, he just kind of like, he just, Woody Harrelson just kind of nods a little bit, picks it up and goes outside. And you can tell he's a uh, Bigger one's kind of pissed off and he just puts a cigarette down. He looks over the next table. It's like all four women. He goes, hi. And one of them says, hello, but not you. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> that's the fucking... It's so good. That's that's the perfect... Without even explaining anything else, that's the kind of person he is, the character. Well, yes. To top, you know, to pile on that, when he orders that uh, drink from like the another waitress later on in the movie he's like i'll have a gin and tab and he goes and before you come off why don't you wash off a little yeah. of that perfume yeah. <laughs> wash, out, yeah. wash out that fruit from back to our table thanks yeah. <laughs> so he's such a dick that one scene he's just yeah he's he's not overly you want to call him evil he's just a dick yeah, yeah. he's just a dick him and shooter could be friends yes him and Sh- yeah that could be like his not i wanted to call his dad but it's oh uncle Ern. yeah how's it going Oh my god, so good. Yeah, that's my number two. I felt like he deserved to be up in a higher spot. Yeah, that's a good he's one. So it's you just he's nonstop. He can't stop himself. There's no like reprieve for him. You never like want to be like, oh, he's gonna be a good guy. You love him, but also love to hate him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's so entertaining. Well, <sighs> so now we're on number ones. I like that we loop back into funny a little bit. Because it gets heavy <laughs> yeah. and then we're like Hey! Yeah, remember this? You got to! Yeah! Hey, Big Earn! Alright, Derek, bring us home, number right. one. Okay. Um, my number one, uh, we you hit it perfectly when we talked about initially starting a top five villains. It's My number one is Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber in Die Hard 1. And I think this is the best villain of all time, just because... And I'm not alone in this thought. He's so smooth, he's so smart... And just he has some of the best quotes ever and it's um when they take over nakato so uh if you were trapped under literally a fucking rock for the last 30 years and haven't seen one of the two best action movies of all time the other one being terminator 2 die hard one if you haven't seen this it's an action movie it's also a christmas movie and it's the fucking it's aces all around and terrorists take over the skyscraper Christmas night or some shit like that, and it's uh, in Los Angeles. All led by this super suave, nice suit wearing uh, German um, Hans Gruber, and he to to show that he means business. 
he kills the owner of the the company. He that kills the owner. Building. Yeah, he kills the owner of like the company, Mister Takagi. Yeah. And he goes out and talks to everyone, all the the workers who are having a nice Christmas party. And what does he say? He goes, "I wanted this to be professional, efficient, adult, cooperative. Not a lot to ask." Alas, your Mr. Takagi did not see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Which is the fuck, I mean, it's obviously, he could have just said, hey, fucking killed him, he's dead. <laughs> but he says that in the most suave way possible, and he's a dick, but at the same time, it's like, oh, kind of want to be him and shit like that. Also, the other half of this, best movie death I think I've ever seen. And that's when he's holding on to uh, Holly's watch, which is John McClane's wife, Bruce Willis's wife. And he and he's hanging out the window, and they gotta get that clasp undone. You guys know what I'm talking about. And they finally get it. And the score—I don't know who scored this movie, but they kill it when he's finally falling and looking up from. Watch the fucking movie. I just, it's, yeah. Derek has had a boner for Hans Gruber since day one. Fat crank for Alan Rickman. <laughs> For all you kids out for all you kids out there, he was also fucking Snape. From Harry Potter. Harold Potter. Harry <laughs> Rolled Potter. Fun. Cool. <laughs> uh so we're done with Hans Gruber. Yeah. Yeah, we can be falling. I, I like that fun fact. I like fun facts about movies like that. Like Trivia. Uh Willy Wonka, there's another one. Uh the kid at the end of Willy Wonka did not know that um what's his face was gonna go off on him. Gene Wilder. And director tricks. Yeah. Also, everybody that, like, the main characters from Willy Wonka did not see the Oompa Loompas until the first scene. Oh. They had never seen the Oompa Loompas. Oh, another thing from Willy Wonka is um, they didn't tell... Gene Wilder didn't want anybody to know that he was going to do, I think, his little somersault when he Oh, the trip? Yeah. Yeah. because he didn't, he wanted people to think that he was, you know, yeah. kind of feeble and old, and then he surprised everybody. Oh, I love such a good intro into the yeah. movie. One of my favorite scenes is always a scene that a lot of other people don't like. I fucking love the boat scene. Oh yeah, in that movie. It's super creepy. I wish it was a so fuck. Yeah. What? It's creepy as fuck. It is, but I but love it's so it. Good. The way Gene Wilder is like kind of singing that song, but talking, and like his eyes are all like looking around. No one knows where we are going. And Rufus' dad is like, going. Cut this out, Wonka! I'll get you one before the day's out. (laughs) Do you know that Steven Spielberg wanted... um, Who's seen Ready Player One? I have. Yeah, he wanted... uh, uh, The the Oasis was done by the brainchild of this guy. Uh, Yeah, I can't remember his name either. What is his name? What is his name? Uh, Fuck it. The main guy... Yeah, pull that shit up real quick. Nito. Yeah, Nito, you have barely done anything in this podcast. Yeah, you've been shitty this episode, Nito. Yeah. Lazy. What do we pay you for? What's Mark Rylance's character? In His Ready name Fire is Wars? James Halliday. James, James Halliday. Halliday. So James Halliday is the creator of the Oasis, and I've hit on an Easter egg, and whoever finds this Easter egg gets full control of the Oasis and half a billion dollars. Those are the similarities alone should relay you to remind you of Willy Wonka. He wanted Gene Wilder to be that shortly before his death. So he kind of... Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, also, run back the trailer. I think I've shown both of you this a hundred times. The music. Yeah, the the pure imagination. They've they've sampled pure imagination to uh, 
Pure Imagination is one of my favorite songs. And when yeah. people redo it, Fiona Apple, you do a version of Pure Imagination that is incredible. Really? I've yeah, really, I've never heard this. The only other uh, rendition I know of is from uh, Rawls, um, Black Eye. What's his name? Um, Lou Rawls. Um, yeah, super, super deep. I got it on my iPod. I'll show you. I bet you both have heard it because Chipotle used it in the commercial <laughs> like three or four years ago. When do you remember when they had that like kind of not claymation, but that like animation that would kind of stop motion, look like paper cutout, and they were showing how like all their ingredients come from real places. They use know. the Fiona, well, whatever. Look it up. Fiona Apple does a great version of Pure Imagination. Very nice. It's like dark and creepy and ooh. Nice. Interesting. Check that yeah. out. I will check that because I fucking love that song. It's so good. That scene is so good. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, Continue. back on track. We're closing her out. My number one comes from two of my favorite writer directors in the Coen Brothers. And it's from a little movie called Old Country or No Country for Old Men. Anton Chigurh is by far, in my opinion, one of the best villains there is. The dude has no, the only real personality you see from him the entire movie is the quarter scene. When he's telling the guy, he flips a coin for this dude's life that's working at this middle of nowhere gas station. The guy gets it right, and he goes to put the quarter in his pocket, and Anton Chigurh stops him and goes, What are you doing? You cannot. That's your lucky quarter. You can't put it in your pocket with all the other quarters. I almost picked him on my list. Oh. He is so incredibly creepy. I pe- so good. I almost picked him alone because he has a haircut that's short in the wrong places. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we don't know I'm referencing Family Guy fucking shits on him and it's hilarious. <laughs> fucking Javier Bardem. But God, he just, the, the lifelessness he plays that character with. Going around killing people with a cattle, uh, I don't even know what it's called. Cattle it's not a cattle gun. prod. Yeah, yeah. A cattle he, gun. He's using a tool to, yeah. to murder these people. Yeah. It's the hum- it's the humane way people slaughter cows. It's it's compressed air that's attached to like a button that's got a steel rod that comes out when you hit the button. And it just goes in quickly and hits their brain and it kills Basically them. Basically a retractable bullet. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what it is. And it's Well, and doesn't he use that on the locks? Like he busts yep. open the locks on he the uses doors. It on everything. Yeah. It's so fucking creepy. The way he kills the random guy to take his car in the middle of the desert, where he like just flags him down, the guy pulls over and he pulls out this tool thing, carries it with him. The guy they're having this conversation, he goes, Can you just Stand still for a second. He puts this thing to the guy's head. The guy has no idea what's going on. He's just like, sure, buddy. I don't know what this is. And then, dead. Takes his car out of there. I'm yeah. alive, I'm alive, I'm alive, dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm alive, alive, dead. Ugh. He, I just love it. His whole battle with Woody Harrelson, uh, or his talk with Woody Harrelson right before he goes after Josh Brolin with that silent shotgun. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. The Coen brothers are so damn good. So that's, yeah, absolutely. He's, a, he's another one of those methodical villains as well. That, yes. Like very planned out. Everything's going the right way. I know what to do in this situation. So creepy. That's the villain that everyone remembers. And it's still the best one. He, Javier Bardem's done a date. But right after No Country for Old Men, uh, he followed that with Skyfall. 
Oh. And he was that villain. You guys remember him? Yeah. Yep. That's and it was somewhat similar villain. where yeah. he was very off again and he was creepy as fuck. Emotionless. Yeah. Emotionless. When he's in that jail cell and what's the line he uses when he's looking at Judy Dench? Can't remember. And he says, Hydrogen cyanide, you know what it does to you? And, and that's like that's all he just deadpans. Out. Pulls out like this denture he has from and it makes his face sink. And like drops his eye, and he just looks like a fucking mutant because he it was a failed suicide attempt, and it's turned him into like a mutant. But he like looks normal because he has this prosthetic. So when he's like, "This is what I had to do because you told me to do it, and it didn't work, and this is what I look like now," and it's that whole scene is just oh, it's creepy as fuck. Javier Bardem plays. I mean, we talked about Anthony Hopkins playing creepy good. Javier Bardem plays a villain so well amazing it's incredible and i think it's because they pull on what you were saying that emotionless like both those characters even even though hannibal goes through like his excitements and whatnot a lot of what he's saying is just a most again that sterile very i don't care about the situation sociopath yeah i mean they they nail it yeah yeah oh i love it i love those types of characters yeah that's a really good one. I really, I thought really long and hard about putting that on my list. It was so close. So, so close. The, the scene talking about knocking out the, the door, when he's in the, Josh Brolin's in the hotel just waiting for him. And he's like, he sees the shadow come under the door and then he's like, what the fuck is he doing? And the fucking knob just hits him in the chest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. God. Just takes a wild shot at the door. Ugh, so good it's such a crazy movie the, those scenes when they're fighting each other are so tension filled and uncomfortable there's no music yeah there's no music it's just the there's sounds no, of what's there's happening there's no score in that and when uh, in the in the Dark Knight Rises where uh, Christian Bale gets his back broken by Tom Hardy there's no score in that idea and that's what makes that scene fucking creepy if you yeah. guys run that back yeah and when he's having that little speech he's like I didn't know what was gonna break first your spirit or your body and, and he drops him on his knee and breaks his fucking back. That scene has no score. And it's just creepy as fuck. It's very deadpan, very like eerie. Eerie is a perfect word for that. So Very good. Very, very good. good pick. Alright. Last but not least. What's your number one? My number one is I'm getting lighthearted again. We're not going lighthearted <laughs> on this one. I picked the bad guy. Um, one of my favorite movies. Um Back to Quentin Tarantino and Christoph Waltz, uh, Hans Landa is my number one villain. I, for the club. I hate him, and I hate the way that he is so, like, almost jolly about talking about killing Jews and their, you know, intelligence and the difference between them and other human beings in just, it's the sociopath of not feeling anything about killing them very similar train of thought to calvin candy doesn't give a fuck about human life just because he doesn't give a fuck about jews because that's the way life is and calvin candy didn't give a fuck about black people yeah because that's the way life was then yeah he's also very intelligent yeah like lords that over people like waiting for you to think you've got a waiver with it and then be like actually yeah Yeah. what is that's that's the, the the creepy part about him to me is like there's that the motionless and in the sociopath, but the intelligence of him, like he's a smart guy. 
Like the very, the first scene. Yeah. Of the movie. Where he, yeah. Where he's talking to that farmer and going through all the things. And the entire, yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. And there's no emotion change at all. And he just goes, do you speak English? Yeah. All right. We're going to finish the conversation in English. Yeah. That guy opposite from Christoph Waltz. Amazing performance. Yeah. Amazing performance. Yeah. Yeah. When he's so reluctant and so sad and so defeated. Got the beads of sweat. Like he's fucking crying. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, when he explains the family's hiding under the floorboards. Oh god. Quentin, you write some awesome shit. It's so awesome shit. Yeah. The the what does he say to to Brad Pitt's character and he's like, What do you call it? Uh we have a bingo. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bingo. Right. That's a bingo. It's, it's not the Gorlami part or that part. What do they say to Hans to make him fucking laugh hysterical because he knows they're completely full of shit? You guys know what I'm talking about? I can't, yeah, I can't remember. It's, the, it's, that, it's that scene when they're explaining it, Gorlami. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not that part. Dominic DeCoco. One more time. <laughs> Dominic yes. DeCoco. Yeah. Dominic DeCoco. Oh no, I know what it is. It's uh I went skiing like it's when fucking Diane Kruger's trying to explain why she broke her leg. Yeah. 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 And she's like, what did she say, skiing? Yeah. She was in a skiing accident, I think, in the Alps. Yeah, or something like that. And he just he knows one thousand percent she's full of shit and just laughs in her fucking face. Like, I know you're wrong, bitch. Yeah. Well, that would be getting caught, like something like that. Like you're in a high intensity situation. In the first place. It's yeah. almost yeah. similar to like being getting caught in a lie with your parents when you're young and they already know and yeah. they're just waiting for you to fucking like come clean. You think you got it and then you say one thing yeah. and they just you see the little smile and you're like, Oh, oh you know you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. He's such an evil dude. Evil, maniacal, terrible man. Shoshana. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. And it's that happy shit. Yeah. I hated it. It gives you the freaking heebie-jeebies. Yeah, the bingo going back and seeing cuz that's a gif now obviously. I'm sure everybody even if you haven't seen the movie, you've seen the that's a bingo. Yeah. The fucking smile he produces, like even just as a human being, how big it is and oh, it's creepy. Yeah. Christoph Waltz is an amazing actor. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like brings it. Yeah. Oh. That whole scene too. Yeah. Is just filled with tension. Tension. It's so tense. Quentin Tarantino almost lets you taste the food. Yeah. In movies. Yeah. It's it, he does placement of product placement is not the right term for this, but just the way that he creates sound. Composition. Yeah. It's it's with his products. I also like he doesn't like to endorse uh, brands in movies, so that's. Uh, Red Apple cigarettes that he has in a couple of his movies um, and other shit like that. You'll never see him uh, plugging Audi or Sony or anything like that. It's keeps it real like that. So it's very excited for his next piece of work. Oh, which is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Manson Man yeah. movie. Yeah. Margo, uh, who is it? It's, is Brad Pitt? Leo's in it. Leo? Uh, I think Pitt is in it. Lee, okay, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, plays an actor, and then his stunt double is played by someone else. Big Margot Robbie is um, the famous woman. I just had it. I want to say it's Brad Pitt. It's Leo. I don't think it is. I think it's someone else. Look it up. You might be right. Quentin Tarantino is definitely yeah. That I mean, that that is. You know, the pie is going to be good with those ingredients. Quentin Tarantino, Leo. Oh yeah, you're right. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yep. Plays a stunt double. So yeah. I'm very excited for that because I like how he reuses Dakota people. Dakota Fanning's in it. 
Al Pacino. Dakota Fanning, huh? Timothy really? Welcome Olyphant. back to the word. world. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Timothy Oliphant's in it? Yeah. Oh, I love him. I love, Kurt Russell has been good in, in Quentin's movies. I love him in The Office. And, yeah. Uh, what is his name? Um. Oh, God. Fuck, who cares? Why didn't you call her back, man? Yeah, exactly. Danny Cordray. That's what that's it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Honestly, I thought she was a little weird. Who's, who's the guy that looks just like him in real life? Um, that's another actor. Yeah, I always, I always it looks just like him. Mix him up. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Nito you know, getting way off the rails. <laughs> what um, what what love story movie is he with? Uh, he's with uh, Haya Helga. What's the girl's name from Knocked Up? Catherine Heigl. Yeah. And Catherine Heigl is in a movie. Josh Duhamel. Yes, Josh Duhamel. Is, is it Dumel? Duhamel. Du, jo- Josh Duhamel. Yeah. Oh yeah. They look like they each look other. Alike. And then the there's a they they capitalize on that joke because they're like, Danny Cordray, what kind of salesman does he look like to you? And Meredith something like Josh Duhamel. So <laughs> <laughs> Hamill, I think you're right. I don't know why I call him Duhamel. Is it everybody does? Duhamel. I don't know. Fuck it, squad. Josh, if you're listening, come on the show. It's, it's spelled like Duhamel. Yeah. D u h a m e l. Email us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tell us email. how you say your name. Well, anyways, good top five. This is a great one. Um, we, you know, we we flew off the tracks a little bit throughout this list, but we appreciate you guys listening. I hope we you enjoy when we fly out the tracks. Yeah. Still, you're you're in the very infant episodes of Top That World. We have yet to release to you guys. So we unfortunately do not have um, the emails from you guys where we're going to be able to discuss and read like, oh, this is uh, an answer from so-and-so that's fucking we missed. That's a great answer. So we haven't been able to talk about those on our future shows. We're getting real close to that and uh, we're going to be able to you know talk shit about your feedback. So... Uh, shout out to Biff Tannen. Didn't make anyone's list, but fucking genius villain. He was in there. He was a potential for me. What, uh, a, what about Griff Tannen? Who? Uh, fucking the real life uh, Donald Trump? No, that's the... Oh, Griff, the grandpa? Griff is the... Yeah, the grandson. The gro- oh, Griff, yeah. Yeah, from the second one. Biff! Biff, where are you going? I'm going on for a little bit, Grandma. Shut up! <laughs> oh, my God. Scar from The Lion King was that's a good a potential one. for me. Yeah, obviously the Freddies, Freddy Krueger, Freddy Jason, yeah. Leather Mask, Michael is Myers, Kruger, Darth uh, Vader. Is Freddy Krueger uh, scary if you pronounce his full name, Frederick Krueger? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, you're Frederick, dude. Stay the fuck out of my dreams, man. <laughs> I feel like when you call him Frederick, he turns into the Freddy Krueger from Rick and Morty. Yeah. that they go into his dream and they're like, um, "Oh, bitch, it's oh you guys." <laughs> It's someone killed the other day. They they took the uh, they took the cover of it, but it's it's all of the Rick and Morty characters, and then the instead of it, it's that the Freddy Krueger guy, and it's it's little B I T C H. Instead of it, it's called bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's now also I feel like if his name was Frederick Krueger, he would be this little like smart, suave European villain. <laughs> Frederick Krueger would be played by. Uh, 
fucking Javier Bardem. <laughs> I feel like Frederick Krueger would be like a child Javier Bardem. Like a little kid that with a mini cattle face. Yeah. <laughs> Same haircut. Yeah. Uh Patrick Bateman, American Psycho was another one that made my almost list. Quality. Yeah. Super creepy guy. She would have never made my list, but Regina George is up there. It's a good one. No. She's a good villain. Anyway, if you got some, something... trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. If you got, if you got a top one, don't give me like your top four or five that wouldn't make anyone's list. Nobody wants to hear that shit. But if you got one, a really good one that we're really missing, email us. We'll talk. About, if it's good enough, we'll talk about it. And uh, hope to hear from you guys. If not, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Eat good. shit. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out Larry Weir. Thank you, Larry. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate you. All right, you guys. See you next time. All right, fuck off. Bye. Top that.